1: welcome to on texas football i'm bobby burton your host today i'm joined by inside Texas's ian boyd ian is a uh inside texas is O's expert uh we're going to break down some something interesting i think today uh paul wadlington wrote an article yesterday i felt like was a, a really interesting a, a high and low sort of, of expectations uh, for certain uh, players that are coming through the portal uh to texas I want to expand on that a little bit and talk about really where we think Texas existing roster eval should be in that category. Um, uh, And Ian is our X's and O's guy. So I I feel like uh, there's nobody better than him to talk with this about. How you doing, Ian?
0: Doing good. This is going to be an interesting challenge to fly through. So
1: yeah, no, I think it's different, right? I mean, it's it's different. We, we talked about before we got going that I wanted you to grade these guys, and the grading scale is going to be relative to a top twenty-five team, not so we're not grading them against, um, you know, Bryce Young as a passer, or uh, related to uh, Will Anderson or Dallas Turner, those two edge guys as defensive ends for or, or linebackers uh, for Alabama. We're talking about, you know, grade them versus the average of a big-time program or a top 25 program. Before we get going, though, I want to ask you this. Before we evaluate this roster, the one that we think that Texas is going to have the majority of for this year, I want to ask you what your grades would have been for last year. So I'll... I'll, uh, I just want to go through them real quick and I'm going to ask you position by position. Okay. So quarterback, what did you think? I mean, I would go C. Okay. Running back. A plus. So Bijan John and Roshan combination there. I mean, just the whole room, just okay.
0: do whatever, however you want to do it. Gotcha. Or, like what No, else no I think, think
1: that's, I think that's great. Yeah. Um, wide receiver.
0: Uh B. Okay. I think Xavier Worthy, I think he might be the best skilled player in the country next year. And he was very good last year, but for the whole room. We'll gotcha. See. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We are talking about the, and that's, yeah. that's a fair point. I mean, you can have individuals within a three position room, like wide receiver uh, or three starter room, like wide receiver, where one guy's amazing, another guy is injured, and the other guy is, is average, right? And so, what does that mean for the whole room? Um, tight end. Uh, C plus. Okay. Is that primarily Brewers blocking that got him there? Yeah. Okay. All right. Offensive was, line? C plus. Okay. I,
0: I will say, I think offensive line in general, there's a big gap between the very top. So like the gap, I say the gap between A and B and B and C at O line is probably bigger than at other positions. Just because there's only so many it's like the planet theory right there's only so many good athletes who are bigger than 300 pounds
1: i think that's fair no i, I mean I, I think this is good for people to understand your grading kind of how you're thinking about it uh, yep. the offense as a whole last year
0: uh b minus c plus
1: okay yeah i would have gone more c c plus i i mean just to give you some some feedback all right defense defensive line
0: Ah, uh, so we have to do tackles and ends together here, right? hmm So it's going to be, it's going to be D.
1: D is in David. <laughs> Linebackers.
0: Uh, you know, that's a tough position. I'm going to, I'm going to say C minus. Uh, some people might think that's a little generous and it might be.
1: But... I, I gave them an F if I remember correctly, my grades.
0: I would give the outside linebackers maybe an F, and I feel like, you know, those linebackers maybe wouldn't look quite so bad if if the ends weren't so bad, so.
1: I got you. All right, Um, secondary. Let's do corners and safety split. Okay, corners, I'm going to say. Include the nickel with the corners.
0: uh, You know, I think I would put him with the safeties, but. Okay, if we include the corner, if we include the nickel, then I'm going to say C plus.
1: Okay, and safeties.
0: Yeah. Man, yeah. Okay, I'm going to say C minus. No, I would have been an F. I'm going to go D plus on safeties. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's some picks. picks. Those make a big difference. I think, I mean, I was thinking higher and then I thought I had these mental like flashbacks to P.J. Foster making some rather casual dives at people. And I thought, no, it's got to be much lower.
1: Yeah, I, I, my, I'm much harder, greater than you, I think is what my, my initial reaction to your grades overall for defense though.
0: Um, overall for defense, I'm going to say D plus. I think they were almost, they were almost, is, they were almost arrived at a, at a passable level and they couldn't, so they did not, they were not passable, which I mean like, that in a harsh sense.
1: Like so if, pa- time out, here's my thing. Passable is a F. You're a pass. <laughs> so.
0: I mean, literally, like, if you don't get a C, you fail the class. That's, 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 okay. I'm that's thinking about it. So if you I'm in the. A,
1: so the difference between you and me is I, a D is passing, <laughs> barely. Well, I that's was at Texas,
0: it? which was good.
1: <laughs> okay, I, I would say F. So that's fair. Um, I would give the defense unequivocally an F. Uh, so uh, I, all right, but, 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 listen, but just it, just it,
0: people, it could could Texas be a top twenty-five team last year with that defense? The answer is no. I think we both agree on that. And then I would say they were. Maybe not that far from being a top 25 team on defense if, like, say, the offense was really good um, or if, like, they had one or two extra players or something, but but not there. So fail failure, whatever failure is on the grading scale.
1: All right. So let, let's get it going here, and let's go into this year and what your expected grades are of the team as it's currently um, situated. So I don't want to – like I, I mentioned at the outset, I did not want to put – a guy like Oshan Mathis in here who hasn't announced for a school, but I did want to in- introduce Isaiah Nayor who has um, and is enrolled at Texas. Yeah. Uh, and as well as all of the incoming freshmen, I think that if they are definitely going to be on the team, I think it's one thing versus a, we think he's going to be. So um, that's, that's the given here. So let's start at quarterback. What do you project as a high end grade for Texas versus a low end grade?
0: I mean, uh, it's, I think if they're, it's possible they could have a B-plus, A-minus kind of season from quarterback. It's not unusual in today's age for a freshman or a redshirt sophomore like Card to just be explode being amazing in their first year as a starter. You know, Johnny Manziel, Jameis Winston. You have to have a pretty high level of talent, but these guys are supposed to have that talent. So I, I think on the high end, it could be a, we'll say A minus. Um, I don't, I, I would not project that as where they land. I, I'd be optimistic, but I think that is possible.
1: Gotcha. Um, low end of that,
0: I think they will be at least uh, C plus.
1: Okay. Gotcha. All right. Running back room, similar, similar guys, same guys basically.
0: A plus. I think, uh, yeah.
1: Only way that doesn't get an A-plus uh, somehow is uh, injury, right?
0: Yeah, if if Bijan is injured for a significant chunk of the season, they probably won't get A-plus.
1: Yeah. But even then, I
0: still think they're probably well above average because, I mean, Jonathan Brooks might be uh, – he might be really good someday, and maybe it's next year if he gets the chance. So.
1: Right. I, I would agree with that. I thought Jonathan Brooks showed a lot in a – short period of time. And then uh, as we've talked about, Roshan Johnson is uh, uh, somewhat of the glue of the team and then, or even the heartbeat of the team at, at some level. And then uh, Keelan Robinson provides a, a little something different. Let's look at wide receiver now. Um, I, I think this is an interesting group because you definitely bring somebody new to the table with Isaiah Naor. Um, then you have Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, and Marcus Washington. Those are the three most productive receivers a year ago, Uh, they're all returning. You add Nayor. uh, You ranked wide receivers a B last year. What are you thinking this year?
0: I think they will be in the A's. I feel more confident in Nayor, I think, than some people do. To me, um, it's like the same thing I was saying about offensive line. The difference in a place like Wyoming and the corners they go up against to what you face in the Big 12 is not as substantial as what it is in the trenches or, you know, the sec obviously is the big one. So when you see a guy that is that big and dominant at wide receiver at a lower level, it, that's generally going to translate. I can't, I couldn't name for you very many lower level, uh, wide receiver stars that went up a level and were not still very good. Like, can you think of any,
1: uh, there's not that the transfer portal is not that new, right. Sure. Uh, Or not that old. So, um, I can't right now, uh, but I haven't, I've got to admit, I mean, you caught me there a little bit. I haven't thought about it. Uh, I mean,
0: think about like Cooper Cup, right? Cooper Cup was dominant at Eastern Washington. And it's like, well, he's, you know, thick white guy. Is this guy really that great? Or is he just, you know, really skilled and it translates against a lower level of competition. And then he gets in the NFL and he's maybe the best player in the league this year. If you can do it at that lower level, it's generally going to translate.
1: So what are you putting, what is the grade you gave the wide receivers?
0: I think they're going to be in the A's. I think Nayor and Worthy have a good chance of both being NFL caliber wide receivers. This is, and this is why I'm optimistic about Texas next year, because like you look around, and when a team puts two NFL wide receivers on the field, they tend to win a lot of freaking games in college football, because college defenses can't defend it.
1: Fair enough. Tight end.
0: Tight end. uh, I'll go up to B-. minus. Why is that? I think Helm will be as good a blocker as they had last year. Maybe better. Probably as good, at least. And then they have more upside in the receiving game with Billingsley and then Sanders, too. So, I mean, they might be legitimately quite good at tight end. So uh, this is
1: interesting because Brewer. They obviously Texas loses both uh, Cade Brewer and Jared Wiley. Wiley going in the transfer portal to TCU. Uh, you know, you think Helm replaces Brewer in that blocking role, the kind of H back that slides over or lines up in line, or how does that?
0: That's an interesting conversation. May have to be a video after we look into it more, but. I think they might make the in-line position more of the blocker at times than Wiley was last year and, uh, and use Helm there and then use the move guy less as a, they used the move guy as a, as a blocker a lot last year, right? And Kate Brewer was trap blocking. I was going to say, he's always
1: backside, backside. Yeah. That was like yeah.
0: their best play last year. Um, I don't think that they do that as much with Billingsley. When they're in 11 personnel, they would probably do that with Helm. Uh, I, this is the question do they want to put billingsley on the line but flex him out or do they and have helm in the backfield so he can slide around like brewer did or do they want helm on the line pull linemen and have billingsley in the in and out of the backfield i'm not i'm not totally sure that's kind of an interesting question for next year
1: but what about way, so, so but, but overall you think the tight end high is is probably in the bees and what would be the low
0: I mean, it could dip down to C's for sure. And maybe worse if uh, let's say, let's say Helm gets hurt and no one else on the roster wants to block. Well, better have a pretty big go-go package, or that's really going to hurt the team. And you you could get into the C's or the D's depending on how you want to weigh whatever Billingsley offers as a receiver, but they, I mean, next year with a unproven card or, or a, 18-year-old viewers, you really want the tight end to block so you can run the ball. You don't want to have to play a tight end that doesn't block, because when you do... Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. That, that means you're having to throw a ton, and I don't think they want to put that much weight on these quarterbacks yet.
1: Gotcha. Last year, you rated the offensive line a C, or a C+, plus you said. What do you think about the offensive line this year? Um, a lot of new faces, uh, only uh, uh, one person, one starter leaving, and that's uh, Derek Kerstetter. Uh, I guess Topia Amade also, um, but uh, what are your thoughts on uh, that group as a whole? And as we talk about it, uh, there are a number of true freshmen that aren't even on campus yet uh, that look in some ways because of injury to Isaiah Hookfin, for example, and yeah. uh, transfer or, or no longer with the program. Uh, four of these guys, uh, of these offensive linemen likely are going to be in the two deep.
0: I, um, I think they're going to be better at run blocking than last year. I think, they'll, I think by the end of the year, last year, they were a pretty good run blocking unit. I think they'll pick up where they left off there and improve because Majors and Angolau are back, and Connor I think will be good there, and Jones, solid there. Kerich actually was good there. So uh, that would make me want to tick up the grade into a B. I'm worried, though, that Kerstetter, Kerstetter was not an NFL tackle, right? but he was steady and uh he was uh, crafty enough where you could leave him on an island from time to time and he wasn't going to just do a matador routine you know and uh Kerich and jones were not at his level last year so they they need they need those guys to get better really or for one of the freshmen to be ready to play immediately just to tread water in edge protection much less improve. um now, obviously, that, I think that could happen. I think, like, Jones, sounds like Jones played Hurt a lot last year. Carriage, I think, has more upside than he's shown, and Banks might be a freshman All-American for all we know. So uh, it's definitely possible that one of those things could happen and they could get up into, like, a B grade. But they might be, like, a maybe I should revise last year down to a C- and say C-plus, and they're a better run-blocking team, but they still have issues in protection. We'll know very quickly because Alabama has like the two best edges in the entire country.
1: Yeah, that, that I don't even think that's going to be a fair grade, right? That's not, that's (laughs) not going to be indicative of what you see on a weekly basis uh, from most teams. I will say this. It's interesting. It, it, the offensive line grade that you give goes back to something that uh, Eric wrote earlier this week. And we talked about on one of these uh, video casts is it's, it's the year away from a year. It's the yep. year before the year, kind of, I think. And um, next year uh, or a year from now, you'll have Jones, Carich, Connor, Majors, and then one of these freshmen or two of these freshmen with mul- with multiple years, all multiple year starters. And so I, I see where you're going with that. Uh, offense overall, last year you gave it a B minus. What about this year?
0: Um. B plus possibility of an A minus probably not an A. Ah, it's so tricky because I'm I always want to ultimately gauge by what you would do in the playoffs, which is not really the metric here. So we'll say A minus. We'll say they have an A minus
1: potential. That would be um, that. They're not clearly. Go ahead. That would clearly be riding the backs of the running back wide receiver room. I don't
0: think that they're going to be a team that can win in the playoffs. I think they'll have holes that if they were to, by some amazing season, get to the playoffs, they'd probably get Notre Dame.
1: Yeah. I I think that, I think that that's even, even speaking in those terms are uh, fanciful at this point, given the last couple of years that we've seen from the Longhorns. Um, Let's go to defense now. Um, And you know, I'm looking at it, and the the defense last year you gave the defensive line a D. This year, what are you what are you thinking um, with kind of a retooled defensive line? Jet Bush is moving. Uh, Jacoby Jones is gone. Uh, you know, what are what are you seeing right now?
0: I'm I'm shooting them way up. I'm saying at least C plus because I think the defensive Tackles were pretty solid last year, definitely at least a C. Um, and the two starters are back, and the guys behind them are going to push them and might be better. So they're looking great. Defensive tackle, underrated, I would say.
1: Yeah. What about defensive? What about nose guard? I mean, one thing that we talked about, Keandre Coburn is the returning starter, but frankly, Byron Murphy was a more productive player.
0: Mm. I think. Murphy, Murphy and Sweat are better on third downs. I think Coburn maybe got a little bit of an undersell last year against the run. He was, I think, pretty good still. Um, you can find plays. I mean, team, once teams figured out how bad Texas was on the edge, they just go there. You look in games where teams like, like Oklahoma tried to go up the middle on Texas with, like, straight zone plays, and you can go find plays where he's ragdolling their guards and, uh, and making stuffs. Or like, you know, Kansas State tried to win the game in the A gaps at the end of the game and they couldn't do anything. Coburn, so I think Coburn is actually maybe a little underrated. Out on the end, um, I mean, I have them as a B with the assumption that they can get Mathis if he were to come. Without Mathis, it's obviously much more dicey. He's a two-time second-team All-Big 12 player. Um, That is an enormous difference between him and like a you know, a Baron Sorrel or David Abiara coming up in their second year and being really good. So, uh, yeah, they really need that transfer to, To, I think they'll be better no matter what on the edges because of all the talent they have coming in and coming back. That'll be older, but they really need that transfer to make good next year, I think.
1: Yeah, or and or somebody like Justice Finkley um, making an early impact.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I can think of too many freshmen at that position in college football that I've seen be what Texas needs as freshmen as sophomores. It's actually kind of common, but that freshman year, I don't, I just don't know if I can, it's pretty, pretty uncommon. I would say. Because of
1: the physicality of it, you think, or all of it. Probably like adjusting to uh,
0: it's probably just the adjustment. Like, um, you know, you just in high school even at higher levels in high school most weeks you are going up against like a 250 pound kid who's not who's a lesser athlete than you and doesn't have you, you might have him outreached outpowered outspeed you know everything and then and then you're going up against uh, you know even as limited as they've been like you go up against christian jones that's a totally different ball
1: game yeah yep. i get it all right so you think up to a c plus what about the linebacker group I, I got to be honest, I look at it right now, and, you know, I don't even know what to say. Uh, I, I feel like it's the same, same guys that didn't perform well last year, largely. The only new face really is Jet Bush that we've talked about, although I do think that Jalen Ford is likely to uh, fit into a uh, first-team role uh, now, either supplanting, uh, probably likely supplanting Luke Brockermeyer in that, in that uh, position.
0: Yeah, I think Jalen Ford might actually be pretty good. I had a big article today come out about just linebackers in general, the challenges of developing linebackers, Texas's challenges with developing linebackers. It's a very difficult position. You know, like RPOs really encapsulate how bad it is where it's like, hey, we need you to read the line, read the guard, and be ready to go take on a guard or a fullback, but at the same time, the quarterback might be throwing a slant to like a 4-4 guy behind you, so don't let that happen. And once you're sure that doesn't happen, then go take on the 300 pound pulling guard who's trying to rip your head off, you know. It's, it's rough, it's rough. Um, so I think a lot of it is just having reps. You have to have a, a baseline of quickness usually nowadays to even begin to handle all that, but then you also need to be tough and you just need a lot of reps to have the pattern recognition. So that actually makes me more hopeful because Overshown it will be in his third year at the position. You he can't help but just start to understand what's going on and play faster, I, I would think, at that point. And uh, Jalen Ford, I thought, was the most decisive and physical downhill linebacker on the team last year. And he was kind of, you know, the light was coming on as the season went, progressed. So with an offseason, potentially Jalen Ford is a pretty good player. Overshown might be a pretty good player, too, with another
1: offseason. You rated them as a C minus last year. I gave them an F. What are you thinking this year?
0: I said C minus. I just think that they had such a tough job last year because, on top of all the modern challenges I just laid out, they also had terrible ends that would never set the ball properly to them. Um, And they, they, Brockermeyer and, and Overshun both, I think we've talked about this in the thread. You've mentioned this. Neither of them were very good at taking on blockers at all. And uh, we got to see that very plainly because they kept getting blockers in their laps once teams figure out where to, where to go with the ball. I just don't, I just feel like in a different system, we would feel a little differently about their performance last year. I feel like their performance last year would look different and we would feel differently if they'd been, if they'd been set up. They're definitely okay, not.
1: I just want to say this. I wish you were my uh, differential equations teacher at Texas. Uh, that would be helpful because... I would have gotten a C minus okay. <laughs> versus what I really got um, or what I really, you know, what so,
0: are you in, Bobby? What's that? What do you major in? Uh,
1: I got an accounting degree, but I was, uh, before that, I was in an, an economics major. Um, but long story short, you know, I feel like, uh, I feel like your C minus grade is uh, is very uh i healthy for last okay. year
0: let me say this you're probably right that their grade should have been like an f last year i think that their talent and ability last year was actually average for a top 25 team and we just didn't see it. it's what i would is what i would say
1: okay i i Maybe would still, average. I, slightly below average at, at the end of the day texas was starting a, a walk-on linebacker and a converted safety who had never been through a true, a true uh, uh, spring awesome. ball session. So talent, I, I don't even necessarily agree with the talent com- conversation there, but we, we can move on. I, I think your, your point is, is that Texas will likely have better um, linebacker performance this year, not only because of, of uh, someone like Jalen Ford coming on and being more reliable from the outset, but also because you expect an increase or an improvement in play uh, from the, the defensive line itself
0: yeah and one more thing I would say that if you look at say Texas's projected linebacker core for next year it looks an awfully lot like a TCU linebacker core for the last 10 years that have worked out pretty good you know like a converted safety that bulked up and uh, a lower level recruit that just knows what he's doing and isn't a world-beating athlete but is a good enough athlete if he just knows what if he has enough reps to know what to do right
1: well, like no, your- I think every Texas fan, I think every Texas fan right now would take Malcolm Rodriguez from Oklahoma State, who clearly does not have a ton of athleticism. Or converted, ton safety. Of- converted,
0: converted safety, bulked up safety,
1: six-year okay. senior. Uh, yeah, but we would, there's no doubt that every Texas fan would say, yes, I'll take him. Yeah. Right. And so I get your point. Uh, he's not overly, I mean, he's not, um, he he's not overly athletic and talent is not necessarily great, but he is what I would consider almost a football savant, right? He's like, he knows where the ball is going before the other team does sometimes. And he's on defense. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily asking for, uh, uh, you know, Dick Butkus to show up and burn orange. Uh, yeah. but I am asking for, for better linebacker play and to be able to take on blocks and actually, uh, handle a counter play and not, you know, just get thrown eight yards back. So
0: that'd be nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. What about the, what about the cornerbacks? Um, you know, we're projecting this out right now. You kind of think that Ryan Watts going to start. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. I would, I, that's what I anticipate. I think he looked pretty good at Ohio State last year. Um, initially it's like, well, he didn't start at Ohio State. Ohio State had a lot of problems on defense last year. That doesn't sound so great. But by the end of the year, they actually were pretty resolved at corner. The two guys ahead of him were pretty good. Um, and his film is just, you know, it's, it's pretty solid. And his, uh, his measurables are good. Um, they did not run the scheme they recruited him to. They recruited him to be like a Richard Sherman type. And uh, then they are just doing something else. So uh, yes, I, I, I'm optimistic about him. That, that's I feel the like boundary. That- what
1: about the field corner?
0: So I guess they're gonna play Jamison there. It's interesting we hear that Barron will get a look inside at Nickel. Um, I feel like Jamison, I mean, he, this is a contract year for him. So this is the year for him to put it together and to stop having moments where he lets people run by him. Um, if he can't do that, I wonder if they would put Barron back out there. Jamison is the, is the fastest corner on the team. Maybe he's had potential for years. He's had good tape at times and then really bad tape at times. So, uh, I don't know. It's kind of one of those, you know, prove it senior kind of deals. If you're ever going to do it, you better do it now.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, it's, it's very interesting because, um, he has so much athleticism, but he's definitely not very good against the run. Um, and so he gets picked on a little bit and then you have him, uh, you know, I, I feel like he's not a guy that needs to be playing off coverage, uh, but they, they do that quite a bit. So um, the, the bigger move, though, is what's that? It'll
0: be interesting to see what they do with him if they are um, – if they do it more like Joseph did where he's playing off or if they do it more like uh, Patterson would with like Travis Hodges Tomlinson and he's impressed man, you know, out in the all, all day. That that could be interesting. Maybe that would, uh, maybe that would fit his skill set a little better.
1: We'll see. Yeah, I think I think so. At, at, at um, nickel. Now, I, I guess how do you want to play this? because uh, let's go with the the cornerback grades basically. Last year you said C plus. Um, what do you have this year? Prediction wise, well, I- losing Josh Thompson now, who is uh, one of only two players that Texas. Um, moves on uh, through the senior bowl and all this other stuff in the NFL.
0: The thing about Thompson is that he was generally good at keeping the ball in front of him. He made a lot of tackles, cleaning up for teammates, but he wasn't a very skilled cornerback. And I'm pretty certain he's going to get moved to safety immediately in the NFL and probably be pretty good at it. Uh, I think if he had played safety for last for Texas last year, he might've been, you know, a very, very good player. And he didn't. Because uh, probably they couldn't afford to. So um, I I think they'll be better. C plus is probably too much now. Because now I always want to bump them up a little bit, and uh, we'll say B minus, C plus, B minus. So a lot of rides on Watts, and a lot of rides on Watts and on Jameson really cleaning up his play to be more consistent.
1: Yeah, he needs to have a he needs to have a good off season. And no a big
0: year with those two guys and, and what could or couldn't happen with those two.
1: Um at the safety position right now, you're kind of thinking that Anthony Cook wins the strong safety or or uh boundary safety and JD Coffey wins the fee, the free safety um type situation, huh? With with Jaron Thompson uh and and Jade Barron. Working out at the star.
0: Yeah. I think that's where it'll start going into spring. And then I don't really want to, I don't feel confident guessing beyond that. I mean, they could try to go add this Darius joiner kid from Western Illinois or another transfer, and that shakes things up. They could find out, you know, uh, coffee's ready, he's going to play, or coffee's really not ready, he's not going to play. I also, I'm, I'm a little curious to see the extent to which uh, Patterson's schemes influence the direction of the defense. So uh, that's where I am right now, and I'm ready to start scratching things out and changing things in a hurry as we receive more information.
1: Well, i tell you what, J.D. Coffey and Jaron Thompson are very, very similar players to me. Um, they're not necessarily fast uh, overall. But they are faster football players. They, they see a little bit before things happen. Um, Thompson had some bad film last year uh, trying to tackle. Uh, coffee uh, did not play much at all. Uh, I'm interested to see what B.J. Allen and Jade Barron can do back there. Anthony Cook, um, you think he's going to be able to make that? or is it, this is something I asked Eric. Anthony Cook moving to s- strong safety? Is that smart given how good he was at nickel last year?
0: He never carried verticals upfield last year is the only thing. So his, the position they had him, the way they had him playing that position last year was uh, they basically used it as a playmaking sort of position. Like if you're out there on the edge and you don't have to turn and run with a slot receiver up the field. So you're always in underneath zone you're always closing on the ball and you're rarely accounted for in the blocking scheme, then you should be making plays. And I think that was the case last year. I'm not saying he wasn't good. I'm just saying his job was not necessarily that hard and it set him up to use his athleticism. So I I think that there are other players that could play that position as well as he did potentially, um, if they can you know recognize and play as fast as he did he had some experience there and maybe they give some upside if they can play man coverage which he didn't quite do last year so uh i think that the way they want to use strong safety is sort of similar to how they used nickel last year to where you're uh, often sort of a free-ranging rover in the like shallow middle on the boundary hash and uh I think that would suit his, like, uh, his quickness and his uh, physicality well. You'd like for that position to be as instinctive and quick as he is, but also like you know, 200 pounds to bring a little extra thunder in the box when he drops down there, blitz off the edge or something. And I don't know if Cook is going to offer that, but um, I think that that'll be where he fits. I do think that will be where he fits best. Maybe free safety. Uh, we haven't really seen him out there before.
1: Gotcha. Um, you know, overall for the defense, or what would you give the second, uh, the safety grade? You, you said F or a D plus, maybe, uh, for them last year. I was definitely an F. What, what would you give them for your, your projection for this year?
0: I think they'll be uh, probably like a C, C plus.
1: I, I tell you what, I'm looking at your grades right now. And I'm going to ask you your final grade for defense. But really, you're looking at a C. This is what your grades now. I'm not I'm not putting words in your mouth. I'm telling you. You said a C-plus for the defensive line, a C-plus for the linebackers, a B-minus to C-plus for the cornerbacks, and a C-plus for the safeties. I'm going to say that I think the defensive line, at least three of the four spots, should actually be the strength of the defense this year. Sounds like that's what I said. No, you had C plus. You had the cornerbacks being the strength or stronger. I guess maybe the addition of Ryan Watts. there. Did I count Mathis? No.
0: Well, there you go. I mean, that guy comes, he might have 10 sacks and then it's a totally different.
1: Gotcha. Well, so what do you, you, last year you said Texas had a, had a D or an F on defense. I definitely gave him the F again. uh, Proud of it, I guess based on what I saw, where, where are you at with what they should realistically be able to accomplish next year? I mean, are they going to be an average top 25 defense or a below average top 25 defense? That's what, I mean, C is the average. Uh, I mean, They're not going to be, I do, it would be pretty
0: surprising and very good if they were literally one of the 25 best defenses in the country.
1: No, no, no. I don't think the, so, the top okay. defenses in the country that's not necessarily the case because you got to mix in the offense there a little bit. I, I mean, are they going to be top 50 to top 60 on defense or are they going to be 115 again?
0: Right. Right. So I think that, <clears throat> I think the defense will definitely be good enough for the team to be top 25, particularly if the offense becomes what I think it will become. So think probably not this good, but think like a, uh, those early Lincoln Rally, Oklahoma teams where they were, I mean, they could maybe actually be better on defense than that, but, you know, sort of within that spectrum where they could score a ton of points and then maybe the defense uh, strips, um, you know, Will, Will Greer for a, a fumble and then they win the game and they make like one or two plays that, that make it work.
1: Got it. So what, what are you thinking? C then? That, that sounds like a C to me
0: yeah I, yeah it could be a c plus it just depends on watts jamison Mathis coming and one of the young edge guys figuring something out the the whole unit has an enormous range of outcomes based on how those four things go if all four of those things go really positively it could be a very very surprisingly good defense well if they break 50 50 on those they'll be good enough
1: if all those- Here's the question I have. I mean, you know, outside of math is who's going to get after the quarterback still. I mean, yeah. they, they well, still don't, you know, unless Ovio Gofu all of a sudden turns on and becomes a better player. He was the only one that I think really uh, had that Derek Harris is another one, right, that had uh, some experience early last year, but uh, not enough. Um, so I, I just wonder uh, where that's going to come from on defense, and if they don't get Oshawn Mathis,
0: I mean they have a lot of they have a lot of lottery tickets at defensive end, and they're just hoping one of them cashes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, they don't have to win the lottery either. We we need the we need the the twenty dollar for one tick the one dollar ticket. You get a twenty dollar win. You know they don't necessarily have to win the you know the the Arakpo lottery where they get Brian Arakpo out of. Have so on,
0: on that, I'm looking at for me, I'm looking at Abiara, who uh they I think they loved him out of high school. He was a little slow to figure things out from what it sounded like last year, but he got that whole year to red shirt. And uh he's big, long. You know, a guy like that puts it together in this second offseason, which is something that happens and figures it out, and you know, that's like that's a game changer. To, yeah, to no. me, he's like he's he seems like one of the more likely to be like oh you know what actually APR has got it
1: or, yeah, that, that would be a welcome surprise because not many people have mentioned his name um, they, they really haven't and typically my experience is there's a reason for that you know they're not yeah you know they're not uh, uh, making a dent in the lineup but we have I, to be fair um, I don't know that that's necessarily accurate from what we've heard because you know, they haven't been back on the field yet in pads uh, and we have still got uh, the spring season to go here. Um, so you're looking at a, 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 what would probably be an A or B plus, A minus B plus on offense and a C, uh, a firm C on defense at this point for the long term. Yeah. Um, anything, anything else you want to add on either side of the ball, Ian, as you're thinking about this, as you, you kind of thought through it and everything.
0: No, I think just the name of the game is, I think Nayor is going to be very good. We know Worthy is very good. That's really rough for defenses to handle, especially when both quarterbacks can throw the ball downfield, especially, you know, Ewers, but good reason to believe Card could do that pretty well this year as well. And then you have Bijan Robinson. You just run out of answers on defense. Like there's very, very few defenses that can handle that many threats. So between those three, you know, that Nayor-worthy Bijan triangle, it's like, let's just be competent everywhere else, and we're going to win a lot of games.
1: Got it. Yeah, you came in last week or, or a week ago, two weeks ago, and talked about that Texas has the the talent and the capacity uh, potentially to win the Big 12 next year. You haven't backed off of it. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with it, um, but, you know, you are also uh, sticking sticking to your guns, which I – I appreciate as well. Um, All right, Ian Boyd of Inside Texas. It's been uh, fun. I appreciate you, Ian. I know you uh, do a lot of film work and uh, try to really uh, look at this from an analytical perspective, which I think a lot of uh, fans enjoy uh, and want to try to better understand. Um, Ian Boyd of Inside Texas. I'm Bobby Burton uh, of Inside Texas, as well as On3 and, of course, On Texas Football here on the video uh, channel and podcasts, uh, Do us a favor. Please consider a subscription to Inside Texas. Also, please click on the red button in your bottom right-hand portion of your screen and subscribe to our video channel if you like content like this. Ian, thanks a bunch. You have a good weekend, man. You too.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?